to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 5, Episode 2 Still can't believe we're in season five. Uh, there's one person with me this week. How are you doing? Uh, who Hello. are you? I'm Dan. You're Dan. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. You're Apart speaking. A, a very, very numb mouth. I've been to the dentist and had to have uh, anaesthetic. And I can't feel one side of my mouth and half of my tongue. Oh, there you go. So There you go. If good I struggle to get my words out, I've got an excuse. Okay, okay. Well, it's good when there's, a, there's only two of us. So uh, <laughs> the first question this week was... Um, if we saw, say, a Spurs player got stuck in a lift for a long time, over an hour, um, and they didn't know it, but there was a security camera in there, what what would we see them doing? Um, I well, I had um, Carl Walker. I just thought he's he's going to do a John McClane and like from Die Hard and just try and climb out the top and and scale up and try and get out because I can't imagine he'd have any patience. Do you remember the gadget shop? I'm talking like five, ten years ago yeah. in the UK. Do you remember they would always have like a table full of mechanical toys and there'd be like a ball with a weasel on it, which was always just bump all those dogs, <laughs> which was just bumping against the walls, you know? And just yeah. really, that's why I imagine just like a fly. That's what I'm imagining Carl Walker's like. Anyway. I don't think it would phase Harry Kane at all. No. I don't think realise it was happening. I think, yeah, just be water off a duck's back he'd just yeah. be there just fairly quiet and just. I reckon he's probably the person it's happened to most out of all of our squad I think it happens to him a lot mm. he just, he's that sort of guy yeah and um, I, I just thought that Jan Vertonghen would probably be claustrophobic and kind of you'd see him very uncool because he's normally fairly reserved and fairly yeah, yeah. Sure that I reckon he could be a little bit neurotic as soon as you get him into an enclosed space I, 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 I yeah, I see that. And then you sort of, you get Toby Olderwood calling and say, Jan, it's okay, it's okay. And then you just calm down, like a dog or a baby over the, the sleep yeah. monitor. In um, Flemish, of course. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. I don't really know what that means. Like, why is Flemish important? The Belgian. Well, yeah, oh, just because they're mates. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, from the looks of things that like Adeboyor and Lennon just wouldn't have, wouldn't have even been in the lift in the first place no. after not getting any numbers, um, which is a bit of a disappointment. Um, good, good, yeah, nice one. I, nice I couldn't one. think of anyone else. So. I'm trying to put off talking about the game, but we might as well get to it. So, first game of the season. It's the best league in the world. This is Man United Tottenham. Historically, a great game. You can either view it as two out of the last three games we've beaten them. Or two out of the last 34 times, we are the only times we haven't lost to him. Um, and it was probably the worst game of the weekend, realistically speaking. Mm. There were times when, in the first 25 minutes, we were at them. We Ericsson had one chance and we didn't create anything else, but we created a good chance. And then we just sort of fizzled out. We, I, I'm not, did we get knackered? Um, well, certainly Bentaleb didn't look... They, they oh said he didn't look gosh. fully fit, but... He was just off the pace completely. What was wrong with him? I mean, uh, well, I he's he's trying to either his thought process was too slow, and his, yeah, like kind of he's making passes that weren't there anymore. Yeah, because almost every single time there was a United player already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah surely yeah. you you look and pass. But it was it was like the stuff he was really good at had just gone. So the stuff that he was good at was passing into space or finding someone in a difficult situation. He was making the easy passes back. It reminded me of Sherwood, like when he was forced to be included and we just had to keep him in. I, I, it, it was awful. And luckily we've got a whole bank of last year to compare it to and we just it's a blip. It's a glitch in the matrix. Move on. But um, for me, he should have been substituted earlier. And I know you don't do that, but you just... And he's there not for the one pass, he's there for a game's worth of passes and all of that. But when you've got Dyer, 21-year-old mm. defensive midfielder, who did okay against Depay, Rooney, matter. He did okay, he didn't do well. I, I still think it's it was a bit of a gamble putting him in with with Bentaleb. It's, it's not tried and tested. No. And first game of the season. First game of the season. Yeah, you, you might try that in Europa League, you might try it in... Uh, the Carling Cup, or, or you know, a League Cup. You might try it in that, you, but you don't try it in the league against United first game. Yeah. Why wasn't Mason starting? Yeah, I agree. 
Um, but then yeah. I guess oh, it was it was bad. And then everyone's been given like Kane got worst. He was in the worst eleven of the week on the ESPN or whatever it was. And that's not he didn't fair. score because he didn't. That's, yeah, and he didn't, have any assistance. Well, he, did, he didn't do what he normally does. No, um, play brilliantly. So uh, I I thought that was a bit harsh. I think. Um, Kane seemed to play as if he had a lot of pressure on him, and that's probably because he's now our only striker. Yeah, um, yeah. It he's might, be, yeah. In hindsight, you could think if the Ericsson chance went in, yeah, in the first few minutes, yeah, you know, you, or the first ten minutes, it could have been a completely different game. We would have had a lot more confidence, but it just seemed that it didn't happen in the first twenty minutes. Oh well, yeah, and and we just started to let United play. Um, Bit disappointed that we played. I know, like they said, oh, Dembele played well like in the in the preseason games. I still think we needed more width. M- massively, we I mean, should have we should have had width out there. We you don't. I. It really annoys me when preseason you try something new because it doesn't happen like that. If you're playing the, playing the same system, but you then tr- use. Uh, different players who don't normally play in that position I totally wrong. agree it's I wrong totally it's completely agree. wrong you've got Lamella you've got Townsend that are you know that are fit and available yeah, yeah. why are we not playing them yeah it's just ridiculous and then when when they do come on all of a sudden we have a little bit more width we do press a little bit higher up Dembele yes first few first few minutes he made a, a pretty good challenge that could have had a yeah. um, we could have had a chance from but he's too slow to actually move into space and run into the space afterwards. Yeah, yeah. If you look, he made the challenge and then it was almost as if he needed to catch his breath afterwards and didn't and didn't run into the space because there, there was a ball there if he'd run on yeah. that would have been that would have been through ball straight through. I agree. He, I mean, he was. He, I think he was right to be on the pitch. It was really congested in the middle. He's the mm. best player I've ever seen in congestion. Like when when it's yeah. really packed. I mean, I've, you you will but never he's been see, pushed further out wide. And he's been which so he tries to drift in the middle, which adds to the congestion. He's not mm. really helping. Ericsson can't play, so it was all sorts of wrong. But um, Vorm, you can't blame him. I'm just thinking, I'm working from the back. Vorm, you can't blame him for his goal. He made a few good saves. I mean, he did he did his job, mm. I think. And Walker, eight out of ten. I thought he he had actually young in his pocket. I thought I, I thought he was really yeah. good. Um, he, there was a a couple of mistakes. He let a ball go underneath his foot. Rustiness, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I think he's still our most Spursy player. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just. From the sublime to the ridiculous. So I rewatched. There's a really good video on YouTube of Spurs versus Blackpool, where Gomez saves a penalty from Charlie Adam and pushes out for a corner. The corner comes in and he runs almost to the edge of the box to take out Charlie Adam or whoever, and then the penalty scored again. Proper Spursy sublime to yeah. ridiculous. Um, um, I felt sorry for him in the goal. Um, oh, massively. Yeah, um, I thought, well, you had to make the challenge, otherwise it, Rooney would have put it in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think he was gonna go in with his his right foot, yeah, yeah. and then, but he and then, he, he could, then he couldn't out. get then he couldn't get the angle, so yeah, he decided yeah. to go with his left. And in hindsight, probably should have gone with the outside of his foot just to make just sure. But he's, en- but he's, but he's yeah. ended up toe ending it straight into the bottom corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might think that if Loris played, um, he might have come out and smothered it. Yeah. Um, Hey, it is ways. I, I'd ra- if we're going to lose, and I don't like mm. losing, but if we're going to lose, I'd rather it was a cock up and it's one nil with a rubbish Man United because the Man United fan in work, he wasn't. Mm. He was. He promised he was going to gloat, but actually, he was quite ashamed of their performance, really, because they were awful. Rooney was slow and fat. Mata mm. was good, but didn't do anything. Their only, the best player was Darmian, that that right back who um, I thought yeah. he was really good. Um, for the goal, yeah. I don't know about you, but I thought that. When Ben Slepp was making the pass, yeah, Davis was too far forward anyway. There was no one because the the I, don't, I can't remember which United player intercepted it. Matter was it Matter that intercepted yeah. it? He it wasn't as if he pressed forward to intercept the ball. It was straight to him, and and Davis is there. I stood yeah. in line. Surely, if the pass is there, he drops back. To create the space in order for the pass to come. I'm yeah, I, it's, it's one of, you don't expect the pass to be so bad that it goes straight yeah. to him, but he is quite far forward. But he should, it shouldn't have been any danger. Ben, ben shouldn't be taking that risk at all. No. You're right, he's too far forward. But there was, yeah, Ben Slabby did make that mistake, but you've you got to think, well, 
that pass was never on anyway. But he might be. Yeah, yeah. There might be a game plan of the, to there and then play it out wide. But that yeah. might might be the case. That's a pass you play on the edge of their box, from the yeah. middle out wide. You don't play it where he was. Um, yeah. But so where where was Dyer in this? I know, like kind of, we were in possession. But if you look, there's centre backs behind. Yeah. Ben Taleb in front with the ball. Everyone else is in front. Well, it's always been Bentleb's but Like, Bentleb's always done that. Take the and ball the problem turn. is with that is that you kind of want a five... You know, they, they always say, like, kind of you want a 5-5 five, five balance. So the fullback should really be level with Bentaleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. order to cover. Because if you have a 5-5, five, five, that means you've got plenty in attack and plenty in defence in order to have that balance. Yeah. And, I, and the problem was that for some reason, you know, like, kind of, we, we normally play with Mason mm. in that position and we play with two wide men but because we didn't have that width on the um, on the, the on the right hand side we only had Walker yeah, so yeah. he's pushing forward so that meant that there wasn't a pass that way so that had to be the pass to, be, uh, to Davis that might have meant that Matter was too far for like all further up in order to yeah. uh, intercept the pass but I just thought that because there was no width on that on that right flank, yeah, yeah, meant that it was forcing it to for, like to force the pass over to the left, yeah, and it's yeah, uh, it was just yeah, a bad decision, maybe wrong placement. Then you're right. Mm. It's, there's a few errors that led to that um, mistake. Uh, quickly, then Toby Alderweireld. I thought he was really good. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah. Really solid. He just made lots of right decisions. Do you remember mm. when we first got Vertonghen and we went, ah, oh, that's what that feels like, you know? Just yeah. to have consistency. So I'm really hoping those two can do some good. But we, we defended pretty well. We did a lot It was an own well. goal at the end of the day. It was an own goal. And that came from um, a counter-attack from well, a they, bad pass where it ended up being like a... a a 3v3 well, they or didn't a, have or a shot a on 3v2 until the 64th minute they yeah. were poor this was the worst Man United side I've ever seen I think I mean mm. they were poor uh, should we have beaten them maybe whatever yeah. uh, Davis was okay Ben Lab Duck we covered Ericsson Chadley was missing I hardly saw Chadley and they were getting like that Chelsea game again exemplary game but mm. he was awesome in that he was destroying the left back he was, he was barely and the there. goal he scored midweek Oh well, yeah. The goal is—I sc- <laughs> forgot we hadn't covered that. The goal yeah. he scored midweek was superb. I mean, yeah. he—I mean, people called it burlesque, but it was left foot. It was curling round the goalkeeper. Tom Carroll's yeah. goal was great as well. Mm. Again, it's a friendly, so all the stuff you we we put down when we lose, and everyone says it's the end of the world. It's the same when we win. It's just a game. Mm. But you still score against AC Milan. Yeah. Um, Kane didn't get anything. Ericsson wasn't there. So all in all, a bit rubbish, but. First game of the season, I'd rather get it out of the way now. Yeah, we've um, lost four out of the last six opening day fixtures. I I, yeah, I don't feel. I, I'm. It's it's first game. Yeah. yeah um, if we if we look at the games that are coming up, next is um, Stoke at home. Yeah. Big now, game. Yeah, that's that's the game Tough that game. we could. Yeah. That, well. You know, we um, we need to get a result. Yeah. Brit's first home game should put in a good performance. Um, yeah, I'm pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Then Leicester away, they look pretty good on Saturday. Which uh, yeah, yeah, against they, a, but, yeah against a poor side, but yeah, um, yeah. Then Everton at home, they didn't look too good. No, at all. I think um, they, I think um, he's under. And Sunderland away, awful. Then Crystal Palace at home. That's Crystal Palace be tough. And, yeah. So we've got four games before our first test, but that's at home. How many? And points? then we've got Man City at home. Yeah, tickets for so that, and that's, that, and that takes us up to the end of September. Yeah. So we've got a chance to grind out a couple of results and start to find our feet if we can. Yeah, as long as we get those results, and we need a striker. Have, yeah. We we can't have Plan A and nothing else. And Charlie Austin isn't because Plan A that's Plan A copy and pasted. Mm. It's not the right thing. And um, West Brom have signed... They've signed this fella for 15 mil, which, weirdly enough, is exactly how much we said we'll spend on Barahino. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The, so, let's talk, so, one of the things I was thinking about, because Twitter went mental. I was watching um, the results coming from 
the scum game, which was obviously great. I mean, it, it's almost like, who do you want to die, your mum or your dad? Because it, it's West Ham, Arsenal, you know? And yeah. I was thinking, and I got a bit of stick for going to the, the um, Chelsea Arsenal Charity Shield. And I was looking at Spurs fans going, oh, we have never had a plan. And I was thinking, you know, just chill. You know, it's, we got this. Yeah. What do you prefer? Being above Arsenal or below West Ham? Which In the league at the moment. Oh, right. Um, th- this was another <laughs> question that came out. Like When Jack asked it last week, and I'm not digging him out because he's not here. I am digging him out because he's not here. I, I don't care about the other. Yeah. I don't see him in relation to us. Like mm. I get the point. Um, I'd rather not be below West Ham because I hate it did feel, It did feel good on Sunday. Knowing that it did. We, we went away to, our, uh, to Man United and only lost 1-0. They were at home to West Ham. Who played on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that because they've had a lot of competitive games... They're ready. They're, they're ready. But they're, a 16-year-old... What were you doing when you were 16? I was working at McDonald's. I was... No, I'm not going to say. Yeah. Just wasting our time, yeah. right? This kid is in the middle of the Emirates. He's got 70,000 old posh people who've paid... 60,000. 60,000. It's, it's smaller than our new stadium. Sorry, 60,000 posh people who've paid to come and watch him and then the 10,000 caravan drivers um, parked in the car park who've come to watch him play football. That's madness, you know, against mm. Metza Ozil, who apparently is the best player in the Premier League, who, who was also awful. Um, where I'm going with this is I said to... I put out on Facebook and on the, the Reddit Connie Spurs forum, I said, like, why... We, we always talk about why we support Spurs. Why do you support Spurs? Which is great. That's why you do it. Usually you don't really have much of a choice. Um, but what you do have a choice, and what you do have control in is what, why do you come back? Why do you do a podcast? Why, why do we go to the games? Why do we watch it? Because we've all got friends who are, but also, but I prefer friends. So you've got, I've got friends who, they support Arsenal, but I prefer cricket. Or I, but I prefer rugby. Nothing wrong with them. But whether they don't know who they're playing next, and it doesn't matter that they're there by they're there by association, and so I was trying to think, what, why do I do it? Why do you go back? What what almost what's the appeal of sport? And so I've got a few answers before we go into our own. Yeah. Um, starting with the Facebook page, uh, we've got two. Uh, one from Sam Diggins. He just says basically his best friend Gary Buckingham uh, watched Spurs in the late nineties. I mean. That's pain oh, yeah. for a start. He, but the reason, the cause of him coming back is I love watching Spurs. As Forrest Gump said, Tottenham is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So for him, the attraction is the variety you can get. And I think Tottenham's got that better than anyone else. The roller coaster. It, it's a massive roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, you get some massive highs and some awful lows. But yeah. the, the highs are just that little bit more special yeah. because you know what the lows are like. And it's not like United during the 90s and 2000s where you were just winning everything or yeah. Liverpool in the 80s. It's, yeah, you do get, you, you know you can, on a, on a good day, you're going to have a great game. You're, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. You can beat anyone on your day. Yeah. And that gives you hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And, yeah, whereas right. also it leaves you with despair as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Javid does the Tottenham Hotspur family. Uh, he said, basically, Spurs make me happy and they make me sad and frustrated at times. You have to go through the lows to appreciate the highs. The two go hand in hand. It's quite difficult to put in words. He was at United on Saturday, so listen to his show. He'll have opinions from when he was there because I wasn't there. And he said, even though we lost, it was a great day out. The train to Manchester with all the Tottenham fans, the bus to Old Trafford with the singing and the atmosphere. That's what the whole experience is. It's, it's the singing. That's what's... So for him... Match day experience, okay? Um, Now, from the Come On You Spurs forum, so CK, oh, I think was the first person to respond. It's because of his younger years. This is the one that meant quite a lot to me, actually. He says, from the younger years of my life, he grew up in the East End of London, and all of his family were West Ham supporters, apart from his granddad, who was a loyal, what he says, yid. He made it his life mission to swoop me away from the Hammers and took me to loads of Spurs games when he was younger. The man was like a father to me, so I was never going to support any other team. Those days out of White Hart Lane were, were one of my most cherished memories. And whenever I take the journey back to North London, I always think of him. So I said, well, so why do you keep on going back? Is it just to keep the memories? So, you know, because you could just go on a non-day. You could go mm. on a non-match day. So it's partly to keep the memories alive, but he fell in love with the club and always enjoyed the day out. I always tried to go at least a couple of times a season. He, he moved away. Um, but I don't... And he... And if he didn't go, he'd think he'd be disappointed with himself. So for him, it's the memories of the history and the, the richness of, of that experience. And the one point he said was, 
it's PS. It's going to be very, very emotional when White Hart Lane is torn down. And that, I'm feeling quite emotional thinking about it because I love that old stadium. You know, yeah. I, I go to the Emirates a couple of times a season when, when someone gives me a free ticket. I've got no problem with that. There's nothing there. There's nothing to attach to. There's nothing to latch to. You're there. Um, and it's, it's, a, it, it's a good thing for you to be there. Like, it, it's, it's a privilege is the word I'm looking for. White Hart Lane, you're part of the ground. You're part of the seats. You're part of what makes a club the club. It's a community. It's a community. It's a belonging. It's a belonging. And, uh, and you know, you, you, you've got blood, sweat and tears in, you know, in those walls, in the, in, on that pitch, you know, that just, there's, there's history there. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a real sad day when it's, uh, when it's torn down. And um, I think, I'd imagine the stadium tours are going to be oh, a lot If you haven't been on one, just I go on one. They're yeah. so good. They're, I even had one bought for me and then didn't get a chance to no and then it way. ran out. Yeah, it ran out. They're, like, they're cracking. There's a, there's a really good story about the FA Cup and why the top of it's wonky and what Gaza did to do that is, is really good. <laughs> um, there's three more. So Nellifex says, similar to CK, the guy before, his family came from the East End and were two-thirds Tottenham, one-third West Ham. We moved to Romford when he was a toddler and his two eldest brothers try to get him and his other brother to support um, their clubs. His uncle was a die-hard Spurs fan and would come over with his blue and white scarf talking about recent games or old times. He gave me a shirt, 85-87, which I wore all the time and he realised he was born sports Spurs. He kept coming back, um, not because it's just an add-on to life, but it's ingrained within him. Um, since I moved to the Midlands and stopped regularly going to games, Saturdays don't feel the same, but it feels like he's more than a fan with every passing season, um, which is amazing. So again, there, it's the history of it. It's, you're born to be part of it. Two more. Fraser Pitt says, My dad's Chelsea, but all his sides, all his aunts and uncles and grandparents all Tottenham. He doesn't quite know why he came back, but it's probably because he's only seen them win one League Cup and Champions League campaign in his lifetime. And I want to see him prove to everyone, especially because he lives in the North, that Spurs can be a high-quality team. So there, it's the future. That's really exciting. Finally, Fraser Pitt goes on to say, It makes me feel happy and sad because I know they have potential to do well but always somehow beat teams like Arsenal and Chelsea and then lose to um, teams like West Brom and Stoke. So that's the variety point. And so mm. going on to us now, um, I think that's an amazing point, the variety, because if football was basically formulas and saying, right, this team is bigger, therefore they're going to win, you could just press a button, do a sim, and then you would have the league at the end of the game. What we love football is the variety, the variety in skills and the matchups and the tactics. And Tottenham is the most, like the whole Spursy thing is because we've got more variety than anyone else. Right? I can't think of, like Swansea, you know exactly what you're going to get. I think the other team who, who combat that is the Arsenal, right? Because mm. the Arsenal are, we are so intrinsically linked. We both have this, that's why there's, we've got this rivalry because we're so similar. We are similar mm. in the sense that the fans aren't similar. They're fans are idiots. We know that. But, <laughs> but the, they, they, they want to play good football. They, they've got a mentality problem where if they're expected to win, they'll probably cock it up. Look at Sunday. Look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the same with us. Like if, if we're expected to do well, we will cock it up because we've got this, not inferiority complex, but there's just something wrong in our minds. Um, why do you keep on coming back? I, I think it's partly to do with the... My family, um, my auntie and uncle, cousins lived in North London and I lived out in Shropshire. So yeah. coming down to stay with them, just getting to talk about Tottenham yeah. with people. It's just having that affiliation. It doesn't matter where you're from, how old you are. If you both, if you, if you support Tottenham, you've got something to talk about. You but that's go, why Tottenham. So why do you come back to football? Is where I'm going. Why do you come back to sport? Because I'm I'm a I'm just a fan of sport. I'm a PE teacher. I, I love my cricket. I love my skiing. I love my rugby. I love my um, athletics. Yeah. Gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. The works. I absolutely love it all. And, but I I think football mainly because it's in the media so much and it's easy to talk about it. Yeah. And and the reason why I keep going is then it becomes an affiliation. Yeah. It becomes a part of you, a part yeah. of your identity. Yeah. And I I don't want to lose that identity. And it's doing stuff like this, like talking on the pod, that really kind of solidifies that. Yeah. And it's an outlet for you to 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 channel your thoughts, to you know, kind of to, to 
almost to come to conclusions and have, have you know to talk to other people that have the same yeah. same opinions or different opinions and then that broadens your your knowledge of the game and knowledge of the club and it's and it's it's always a learning experience which which I love yeah and mate you the the there are two really good points there um one identity two um feelings and and emotions um identity is is the reason going moving to me um, <laughs> it it gives you an identity it gives you a crowd to be a part of you know i mean you've moved away from your home so mm. and i've moved away from my home so you're not you've got that sort of identity but you you are just a stranger i mean london is full of basically immigrants right it's full of mm. whether it be british or aliens from different places and it, it gives you a crowd to be a part of and a common theme and a common language and a common everything to be a part of and then in terms of emotions i think that's what i get the most out of it because you know if i'm sad or angry or happy or frustrated at work that affects my work and that affects my life so i need to maintain a a, a clear um middle ground just to have a, a professional persona. And at home, I'm just not very good at showing my emotions. You know, I'm, I'm not, it's, it's something that I'm really, I mean, being really transparent is something I'm really, I'm trying to get better at being softer, but it's just years of being a teenager and just trying to harden up. You just sort of being emotional, just black hole. But at Spurs, because it doesn't make any difference to your life, you can be happy, you can be sad, you can be frustrated, you can be angry, you can swear. There is no other place on earth where I want to see someone's leg broken. But when Jack Wilshire <laughs> plays a White Hart Lane, I will have no problem seeing his leg bent backwards. I've got no problem with it. I hate him. And I don't hate anyone else in the world. But it, it allows me to swear badly. It allows me to think, all the, and it just allows me just to de-stress. And there's a big part of that for... And a big part is... That's one of the reasons why it's so popular with the working class. I mean, th th this is going into football and sociology, but it, it's a real release, you know? Um, it, trying to describe that feeling of, of happiness when you win or the, the lows you go to, because you allow yourself, because actually it doesn't matter and it's totally out of your control. Um, so, when we lose at Man United, it's okay to be sad and frustrated. It's okay for others to be sad and frustrated, but if they're being idiots on Twitter, let them. If you want a break, just search hashtag Wenger out, and you see lots of other idiots. Every other club's got it. <laughs> search Ashley out. Search, search it all. They'll all be there. Mm. Any more? That was no, good. I, I think that's, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, the um, moving to London was just a great experience for me because it got to, I got to talk to more Tottenham fans yeah and just being around other Tottenham fans you've got something to talk about yeah it's almost like them football or you know sport in general live sport in general is becoming almost like the new religion so in, I, in the like it's a congregation you sing together you all believe or hope in hands. the same thing yeah yeah uh, you believe you, when You've got no evidence, which is not a criticism of faith. Faith, the, the definition of faith is yeah. believing when you have no evidence. You believe in something that may, you don't know for definite to be true. Mm. Um, and you have a belonging. It's a sense of community. I agree. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what everyone needs in their life in some respect. But, obviously, modern day, yeah, it's moved on a bit. And now it's becoming more like... Uh, to do with professional sport. They're also, like, because one thing, the, the I think there's, football means something different to everyone. Some people, it's pure mm. tactics, shapes, and, but mm. I love that bit. There's a sociology where it's a, you go bigger than badges and colours and you look at what clubs mean to society and then how clubs interact with each other mm. and all that sort of stuff. And then there's the modern sort of FIFA phenomenon where it's all about individuals and sponsorship deals oh. and, mm. and, and stats and, and individual shots free kick power accuracy which is not my favourite bit of it because <laughs> you support the badge not the players so the players are great but they'll die soon and yeah. they, they don't mean anything more to your team than anyone else and there's a bit I've always been interested in the comic books and why their people love them it's because they show you a, a, a better version of yourself they show you what you a super version of yourself or they give you something to look up to and something to believe in that's footballers and athletes in these days you look at football and, and, ev and everyone pretty much that is at the ground played football on the playground yeah. or on the school pitch and imagine them being Sorry. you know 
a former Tottenham player yeah. when they were growing up. Whether and it was for me, Gaza or Gary Lineker or that kind of stuff, you want to emulate them. Yeah. And you try to replicate that. And then you have an affiliation with with that and yeah, you have certain players that are your favourites and it's normally when you're a kid. Yeah. And, and, um, it doesn't change. So West Ham played this 16-year-old kid, as I said before. He's fitter than I'll ever be. I've, d- I've run 100 kilometres and I've, r- I've done a, an Ironman. You know, it, it, I, was, I had a glimpse of what it looks like to be an elite athlete. I'm nowhere near him, you know. He is a superhero to mm. my 16-year-old. I haven't got a 16-year-old to me as a 16-year-old, if you get what I yeah. mean. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Stoke. Shakiri, I was trying to think of a Shakira joke, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> Lucky's feet are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains, whatever it is. Um, the stockiest player in the world, I think. Is there any mm. more stocky player? I mean, he's like a short Tom Huddleston. Is there any more stock? I don't think you don't get big players anymore, do you? No. No. Um, he was at Stoke. Apart from Adi Akinfenway. He's a joke. He, I, he's like a, a, an unlockable player of FIFA, you know? He's like yeah. the Bowser. The, um, the strongest Park. player in the world. Yeah. Or fat bastard, <laughs> <laughs> as I like to call him. Um, so we're playing Stoke. Stoke beat us. We were, me, Jack, and Noah were on TV, famously, mm. um, last time it happened. They were better than us. Bojan scored an unbelievable goal. He's probably going to be back. Um, they had a great result on the weekend. Shakiri might be playing for him. This is a long way. So those of you who've been listening for a while, and I'll come on to that later, um, we'll remember that Joe and I, used. that was the one game we didn't go to back in the day because they would come and just defend Greece in the Euros, England when they won the Rugby World Cup. Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Shh, that's a dig. Um, it just, just terrible football. They've changed. They've got more Champions League winners in their squad than Man City and Liverpool and Arsenal. They've got four. Not first team players, I will admit, but they, they've, they've, they're ballers now and they're doing yeah. really well. Um, so it's either going to be Spurs, who are really good when teams come at them and they, they come on the break and they, they, there's, there's space in the middle, or they're going to batter us. Which, which is it going to be? I'd like to think it's the latter. The, yeah, well, not, not, not that they're going to batter us. No, <laughs> I really hope not. No. Um, I really hope we're going to put in a good performance, especially it's the first game at home in the league. I think. We have to put in a good performance. We've got to play with width. We've got yeah. to we've got to run at them. We've got to we've got to do something. We've got to have a high tempo for more than for more than fifteen the first fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And and that means we yeah everyone has to buy into the system. And so everyone needs and everyone needs to track back. So how would yeah, you like, change it from what was? Uh, I would not have Dembele playing. I would not have... Not instead of Bentleb? Um, possibly. Um, that's a good shout, actually. But you want someone who's going to be... Yeah, if, if Dembele was going to play, he would have to play In behind the, the ball, yeah. sit back and, yeah. and, 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 uh, and dictate the play and pass, and pass it around. He's not capable of that. You reckon? I think no. I... He doesn't. He's great at passing it sideways. <laughs> he's he's great at shuffling around yeah. and creating space in order for them to give it to someone else or to get a he's shot a away. He's a side player, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. So we'll take him out. Would you keep Dyer? I wouldn't keep Dyer there. No. I, d- I don't know what's going to go on with him because he's one of the prospects in our team. Either Bentaleb really works his ass off in training. I, and and yeah, and gets his act together, or we have to go with with Dyer or or Dembele in, ben in the middle. Was fine preseason. I've got no beef. Yeah, like I'm not worried about that. Directly might be a bit tired from three games in a week. Yeah. probably Lamella. Yeah. I would play Lamella. He's yeah. the lesser of two evils on that side. This is his last season for me. I mean, I've I've warmed him a little bit. Basically, he's watching. got he's got to do something this year. Yeah, I mean, he really has he, to. We need goals. He's meant to be that goal, and I'm I'm bored of waiting for potential. I mean, yeah. um, Kane, Ericsson, Chadley. We need. So someone asked. So wait, why didn't Mason start? That was that was the one thing I didn't understand because he acts as the the fifth or or the the bridge between defence and attack. Yeah, um, he's I, he's the one that does both. He's the box to box midfielder. Yeah, ball winner further up the field. And it looks as if on Saturday we had 
four people going yeah. after the ball as opposed to five. Yeah. And and that just it didn't there was work. There's something missing, wasn't there? Yeah. Um so while we're here, um Jed Sonics from uh our uh, Reddit coys said two things. One, the best section at the park lane. I would say block 35 is where we sit beyond the goal. Um, he's in block 44, which is great. It's the one above us, which is mm. great. If you have a look, the, the camera shot from behind the goal is pretty much in block 44, block 45. So great seats. They're my favourite seats. I'm t- that's where I sit with Emma, so mm. my wife. Um, why is Chadley so overrated? So that was a really interesting question. So mm. I don't think we've got any supporters of the overrated argument here, but playing devil's advocate, mm. I think because he, he drifted in and finished off a lot of goals, almost goal hanging, that's what I would say for yeah. devil's advocate. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with it. but no, I, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a good player. He's not a great player. He's a, he's a solid player. Do you know he's, what? He's, he's good stroke better. He's it's a, just like yeah, he's he's kind of normally fairly consistent. Well, Saturday he was fairly anonymous, but um, yeah, he's he's normally fairly consistent. He's reliable, and he scores goals. Thirteen goals last and, season. And sometimes he puts in a bit of bit of magic. It was one in three goals last season. Um, he's one of the players that is really good for another team you just say oh he did that he did that he would score against us most definitely do you know what we are so good for breaking a crap record so first goal of the season never been an own goal before that's Tottenham Um, (laughs) so uh, score prediction 2-1 2-1 Tottenham are they going to score first Uh, yeah 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 they'll score first good and we'll beat them I I think it's going to be tough, but I think the crowd should be up for it. And mm. what I don't want to happen is when did you watch that? But Newcastle Swansea, the crowd got on um, the Newcastle players' backs when they went two two down. To one of the best strike forces in the league. I mean, if you have a look mm. at their strike forces, Palace come on leaps and bounds, and then they've got Tadic in there, and then um, Wanyama behind them feeding balls, and you've got some great width. Um, and it's Newcastle crap anyway. So. Whatever. Uh, yeah, 2-1. Um, two things then. Um, Tottenham, the under-21s played against Everton, uh, first game of the season. We won 4-1. Um, Pritchard scored twice. Adua and Coolthurst. Coolthurst feels like he's been here for about 50 years. But we won 4-1. Um, free kick from Pritchard, which apparently is quite nice. So congratulations, yeah. kids. Onwards and upwards. And the good news is Lloris played 90 minutes in that. So that's really good oh, to brilliant. hear. Um, the other thing is I put out season five, episode one. Someone came back on our coys, said, uh, fifth season, hard to believe, it's five already. Congrats and keep it up. Mad, our end. And he said, I said, well, what do you mean? Like, congrats, like, have you been with us? And he said, he first discovered the pod in season one. He was immediately oh. hooked because you were having so much fun, crazy how much voices. Van and Dom is still his favourite, a bit annoying. Not me or you or someone who, comes, who actually commits to the show. But... Um, <laughs> We'll get Van and Don on just to keep everyone happy. But, I mean, if you think sporting Tottenham is painful, try listening to this for five years. This, this <laughs> shower of shamble. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I mean, a massive thank you for all your support, Mad Aaron. Um, much appreciated. He Apparently, he's on the other side of the pond. Um, but we'll try and Skype him. I'm going to do the yeah. Skype thing. I've promised it to a lot of people, but I'm going to try and do it. The only other thing I had was um, the gates. So, the gates at Bill Nicholson Way. Do you remember the um, at the top of the kit last season we had a sort of swirly pattern on the sh- by the shoulders? Yeah. That was the top of the gates from Bill Nicholson Way. Yeah. Um, and there's a famous picture of Bill by the gates. Um, with the keys. With the keys. The gates have been removed. No, they're going to be... Um, put they're going to be um, put into storage, but then they're going to be replaced yeah. for the new stadium. Yeah, so... And also, and also the um, they sent about a statue of Bill Nick, but with the keys as that's well. That's great, isn't it? I think that's the that's what I've heard. Oh, that's what we should have. That's good. That might be a question really soon. So, like, if you had to have a Spurs player from recent times, mm. um, as a, let's do name a stand after. Oh, that's good. ASD. Yeah. So that <laughs> stand. <laughs> <laughs> so name the cop end. What would you name it? You can either go ironic. The Greaves Gallery. Oh, that's good. The YP Lee. The, the, <laughs> the, the, young, the, the young Pio stand. Lee Young Pew. I'll 
bad. What we could call it? You'd have to call it. I don't know. Rosie forty-seven. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Passwords. Yeah. It, it, or certain blocks could be named after. That would be good. Adopt a block. Yeah. That would be oh. a great idea. Where are you sitting today? Oh, red nap. Oh, gutted. Imagine they had characteristics. <laughs> you had to pay loads like, and loads of money. Where are you, Cliff Jones? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I like, really like that idea. Yeah. Each, each block is named after a different Spurs legend. That is great. All right. Klinsman, right behind the goal. We'll do it. You heard it here first. Um, and then if you had to have a Spurs player doing... Email in. First question. So it's at echoesofglorypod at gmail.com at underscore echoesofglory at brightlilywhite at Dan underscore Hearn. Tell us what your... If you had to make a statue... So Arsenal obviously got that muggy Henri on his knees, which actually is a great statue, really, because um, yeah. I hate it. Everyone, every, all Spurs fans hate it. What Spurs... So for me, immediately, the first thing that comes to mind is Rafa. Shh. <laughs> That's a great statue. Um, no one's allowed to say Bale with his heart thing. I'm banning that off. Yeah. Um, but what would you have? What would you have? <sighs> Think about it. We'll do it next week first. Yeah. Oh, you're not here for the next week. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not. What would your answer be? Um, I'd, I'd love um, Gary Mabbott holding up the FA Cup. Oh, why'd you do I was that? Ten, I was 10 years old. It would be good to have a, a mechanical yeah, one of um, Robbie Keane's dance. Oh, no, just Robbie Keane, like, just on a, yeah, almost like kind of spinning around doing his cartwheel. Oh, that would be good. Some people yeah. hate that celebration. Yeah, I know. Everybody you hates know it. If you... But. So, I, I think about happiness. What is happiness? Well, and how do you become happy? Because I said, I'm an emotional black hole. How do you become happy? And I was trying to think of what makes me happy. And I was trying to look at models for happiness and how do I be like that, being analytical as I, as I can be. If you want to see the model of happiness, what, what it is to be happy, go and watch Robbie King lifting the cup with Ledley King, the 2008, February 24th, before my birthday beating Chelsea 2-1 watch Robbie Keane lift that cup the man is the happiest he, he could be imagine you say free bar bit yeah. racist because he's Irish but you know it, that's the sort of thing that's going through his mind um, to me Ledley would love that with his yeah. uh, I remember that I listened to um, an old football ramble and they were talking about do you remember when Ledley King got take, he got pulled out of um, a club with his trousers around his ankles um, <laughs> And he was drunk and he got held in a cell. Um, and I don't want to say anything bad about the name of Ledley King, but he said, apparently when he was really drunk, he said, he called the prison guard officer and went, hey, boss man, boss man, let me out. I'm rich. Well, then, Ledley. <laughs> I love Nobody's perfect. But you'd rather have that than parking in handicapped spaces and getting your best mate's missus pregnant or whatever he did. So, yeah. you know... It, it, there's scales of these things um, I'm blathering I haven't got the quiz because only two of us and it's a bit weird yeah it'd be an awkward silence it would be an awkward silence it would just be lots of awkward silences so yeah. um, you got any for more? no I think I'm good when's your upper league draw? I'm going to look that up Ooh. yeah um, how many points do you want from those five games? you've got them written down so the yeah, next so five games Stoke well next next three I think we should win but I would be happy with Possibly the Stoke one being a draw. Yeah, so one. Because we lost both games. We lose both games last year? We lost the game at home, didn't we? We definitely lost the game at home. I yeah, think. so that would be a point gained. Um, Leicester away, we lost that, didn't we? Did we lose to Leicester? Leicester no, we lost away was 4 3. Yeah, we, lo- yeah. we lost in the cup, so yeah. Um, Everton, we should win. Sunderland, we should win. Palace at home, I'd like to think we'd scrape a win. So, from those five games, I honestly think it's four wins and a draw, personally. Punchy, yeah. I, I, I do think it's four wins and a draw. And then the City game, um, lose 5-0, right? <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, did I say that out loud? I don't want to do uh, it. No, um, it's, a, that game's coming too soon for us, I think. But then again, we've got to play a top four every Let's think every yeah. five games anyway. So yeah, that's the way. It is. Um, I haven't got when the draw is, but the games for the the playoff have been held on the twentieth and the twenty seventh of um, August. And just looking at the teams, I like football. I watch a lot. I watch, I watch a lot of football. Um, I've never heard of odd 
people playing Borussia Dortmund. I've never heard of Belenenses, Zoya, Plzen. Um, I can guess which area of Europe they they all come from. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same area. Really. Kabbalah, Mitchuland. These also sounds like like foods and weapons. Kabbalah on toast. <laughs> you know the Mitchuland sheath. <laughs> <laughs> homing missile (laughs) (laughs) mortar (laughs) or terrorist groups yeah Uh, anyway Um, yes not to be racist of course it's not racist to be terrorist I'm just no 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 no. I mean like kind of like with some of the names never mind yeah there's been Norwegian terrorists (laughs) Um, because I think that's the whitest place on earth Norway from where from my anyway um Thanks for listening. Short and sharp, 45 minutes. Um, at underscore Echoes of Glory, let us know your thoughts. I'm all over Reddit, Andrew S-D. You're going on holiday, so yeah, you won't I'm be around. Holiday, no. But let me know. I, think I doubt ha- there are any Spurs fans in Bordeaux. I bet there are. Oh, maybe. Summer holidays. Maybe they don't listen here, though, do they? <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be a French-speaking one, probably. But might be people... Allo. That's all our French uh, listeners. <laughs> Bonjour. Yeah. I learned the uh, word for squirrel. Um... Ecure. That's just a French squirrel. Yeah. Um, this has been Echoes of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Season 5, episode 2. Uh, Dan, thank you very much. Even thank after you. coming straight after the dentist, I haven't heard any weirdness. So well, that's you'll, good. you'll spot the dribble on the I'll mic. Sp- oh, great. <laughs> I'll wipe that off before next week. But until then, don't forget the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Aussie's knees have gone all trembly and a Tim requires assembly Danny Montauer Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Casey Keller USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Rebra for the win Run for me, Nick on me, 4-3 Stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings' luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number 9 9 from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's long green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hutton wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's Cockney raves Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol Pumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin Martin Yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy inter-equalised Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel acts Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovich Nick 
Nico Crenshaw substitution. Tom Hardlister's distribution. Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco. He's linguistic skills. Scott Parker could not try harder. Danny Rose is 30 yarder. Darren Bent's headed wide. Sandra could have scored that. Heroes in blue and white. We sold Sakura and we dropped Samora. Spurs make my dark days bright. But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad. Robbie Keane in the box. Edgar Davids. Redlocks, Palacios. Stripey socks. Everson Hattrick. Dave Mackay picking fights. European glory nights. Terry Dyson go on my son. Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White. Out there, A.S. Frickett. Two there is to do. Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White on Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. And Liam Walker's page three girl. Gus Poirier, free kick Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in got Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Fox never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, AVB's deep squat, David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl, Peter Crouch eight foot tall, Jurgen Klinsmann's dive. Some Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decisions Ramen Vega playing Sega, Sandro's Kung Fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell, Espen Barson, Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue, we like to win in style We've done it for a while, it's better to rain very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White's from White Hart Lane if the budget allows, the anchor will be ours. Thanks, Dave Hanson, 44. If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what's best to do. The Leaving Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Then our football story will echo it